Да. Did you forget what you're supposed to say? <laughs> I was just about to start. Uh, okay, because it took a long time. I usually said okay because. Hey, what, what, what if I say? It? What if I say it? We need a catchphrase. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? What if I said, "Hey, we need a catchphrase," and I put you on the spot this week? I agree. We do need a catchphrase. What is yeah. it? What, no, what is it? What? No, I'm asking. You I didn't have. Week. I didn't have one to think of. That's your job. Why would I do your job? I'm I'm pulling I'm holding up my half. Because you're supposed to be a co-host, not like a. I'm a, holding up my half. I suggested we get a catchphrase, and you're saying you're already t- like giving the work off on me. Wow, is this a group project, Egan? Am I doing like all a, the work again? Like a bad supervisor, like, hey, we should get this done, and then just walk off. No, I just made a suggestion. I'm the one you're doing. It's like a Zen monk. I'm just making the statement out there to in, to increase your creativity just in and general we need one yeah just in general okay. we need one yeah but you don't want to solve the, the mystery it's not i expect i didn't do that i just suggested we come up with the catchphrase and you're the one that's sitting there saying quote okay i have one and i said no we'll workshop it so i'm working with you you're just not giving me anything you never work with me you never i work, work with, i work with you, you have been like the time. single catchphrase i've come up with so this week i was i was prepared i was gonna say well actually you you took too long to jump in so i i asked you so, so what's the catchphrase catch, so you had to so see you had a catchphrase though so what's your catchphrase I uh, we're we're doing great how about you that's fantastic I would have totally gone for that one, but you didn't suggest it, so it's too late now. <laughs> so now it's too that, late to have a catchphrase. It's phrase. too late. That would have been it. That was it. You hit it, but you blew it. You blew it. <laughs> Great. Fine. I don't I don't care. Uh, this is the worst part of the show for me. Yeah, because <laughs> we finally had a catchphrase, and you blew it. You dropped the ball. Okay, fine. All right, whatever. Whatever. Way to flip it. Way to flip it back on me. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. All right. So, what's your name? Keegan Shiner. And my name's Eric Schwartz. Okay. And, and together we are. Hold on. I just want to clarify. Sorry, guest. Uh, <laughs> we we do a little spiel and um, no, yeah, I, I that, get it. that would have been a terrible way to like transition to talking to you. <laughs> like, it, hey, it's it's cool. It's what's cool. Your name? I, I was in. I was in. <laughs> Who is your daddy and what does he do? Uh, he, 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 um... No, 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 no. Don't answer that. Uh, so so we'll we'll finish our intro. We're, we're almost to you. Don't worry. Yes. Just a second. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Eric. I'm Keegan Shiner. What's I'm Eric name? Schwartz. Okay. And together we are? Podcasting. And what are we together besides that? What is what like... Are we, what is our name together? Not the... What are, was our name care. together? Yeah, okay. We're not okay. So you've gone for a verb, which is podcast. That's what we're currently doing. Our name together would be like Erigan or something, <laughs> or Carrick, maybe Carrick. <laughs> so, okay. Okay, we're dumb comment creators. I don't Thank think you. anyone is is. It's not a mystery to anyone. Go ahead. We are dumb comment creators. Okay. And, to, and today we have, today we have a special guest star named holo if i'm pronouncing that correctly uh hollow 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 sorry like it's cool like the hollow man but hollow yeah okay cool so you have an instagram comic that you've also kind of turned into youtube shorts yes yes well well yeah started out on instagram and twitter and then kind of I opened up a new grounds, released it there, and then decided to make a little web series out of it. And when, yeah. when did you start this comic? And and the comic is called Grooney Comic Strip. It's at yeah. Grooney Comic Strip on Instagram. Yeah, um, you can also find it on Newgrounds, the uh, Hollow Man comic. And uh, yeah, I started it about a year ago, like a little over a year ago. Okay. And yeah, I I remember I remember how I started it. It was it, it honestly a very strange beginning because um, 
Yeah, I was, uh, I got a complete set of comics from a friend of mine and I, it, it, he made the comics as well. And I put them into a binder and I wanted to make a cover for the binder. So I drew up the cover and I drew this little character who I named Grooney with one O. Okay. I discovered that I enjoyed drawing that character and it progressed into me creating an entire little comic strip series about him. <laughs> and uh, up until that point, what was your like experience drawing comics? Very little, honestly. The thing with me and drawing is that it was always very difficult for me to like um, draw and stuff because I would always be super self-critical and I would be obsessive on trying to match what's in my mind perfectly and stuff like that so I would it would be frustrating uh so whenever I would draw I would try to draw stuff that I knew how I knew I could draw and I knew I could replicate so very simple stuff and I did try to create a comic strip or comic series before Grooney but that never left off the ground okay and that eventually led to Grooney which is like yeah it was it's specially kind of designed for me to be my first comic, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Something simple, but something that challenges me and something that can become complex if I wanted it to, if I want to like push myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what, can I ask some more like leading questions about your background? <laughs> sure. Uh, what, what is your, is this your like, this clearly is not your job. Um, like, are you an art <coughs> background? Do you have an art background or are you beyond uh, just liking comics? Like, is this well, some, how did this come about in your life? Well, for the longest time I can remember, I've been a fan of comics. I've loved three things in life, ex like extraordinarily loved comics, video games, and animation. Okay. And I've always been more interested in comics than any other thing. And of course, both of my parents loved comics. My dad loved the mainstream stuff, in particular, he loved DC. So he okay. introduced a lot of that to me. And then you got my mom, who she is into the underground, the indie. She loves yeah. ElfQuest and uh, Bone and stuff like that. And that's how, and she introduced me to that stuff. And it kind of culminated in me having this lifelong passion for comics. And yeah, it, I've always known that my like end goal was comics or storytelling at least, you know? Yeah, interesting. And currently making comics isn't my job, but I want, <laughs> I want it to be, I'm working towards that. Cool, cool. Would you prefer to be an artist, uh, writer or combination thereof? A uh, combination thereof. I. I really want to draw my own stuff, but I, I don't mind writing scripts for other people. You know, it, it's a fun process for me to write scripts. And that's a really interesting thing because I'm dyslexic, yet I enjoy writing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, interesting. Thank God for autocorrect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, so you, you this is your first comic yeah the first yeah the first comic i've released and the first like my first proper comic yeah. what's a, a what's a proper comic proper. proper 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 oh sorry okay proper uh okay and then um so let's just break down the first comic that you made if that's okay it's like a three panel comic it's number it's cool. one <laughs> number one wiggle right uh, yeah, number one wiggle. Technically, that's not the first one I made, uh, believe it or not. Like I okay. did, th that one was like the first one I released. But the first one I made, it would be like number zero. It's the same exact comic. It's yeah. just that this one was made like smaller size format. It was a way for me to test the waters, figure out that I enjoy drawing him in a comic form. And then from there, I figured everything else out before even <laughs> starting, you know? Right. It, it, it's it, it, yeah, and yeah. As I said, Rooney was a way for me to challenge myself. It's so interesting, and uh, so so yeah. So when you started this comic, and it, it's three panels, it's um, is it okay if I call it kind of simple? 
Is that? Oh yeah, totally. Okay, That's intentional. I, okay. All right. Good. Um, so it's simple. <laughs> it's clearly it's just pen on paper. Well, I, I well it's pencil. Then I inked it with uh, sharpies. Oh. Okay. Oh, good. Yeah, I I do have like proper big form comic paper and stuff, and I after the first the zero strip, I moved to bigger paper wow. stuff that can really okay. you know, yeah. That's so cool because I I would have never expected that looking at it, but that's like a yeah. cool that's something that's really neat to to know, you know. Uh, yeah. And um. And so you do all the you do all the text here, and it it's it, it's just I'm Grooney, and then he wiggles, and then the third frame is that is all, Tet. Yeah, that is all. Is yeah, he it, is he from this? What country is he from? Is he? Is well, he, uh, <laughs> well, with, with Grooney, with Grooney, is he 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 comes from America. Okay. Later in life, he moved to Canada. And he, his family is a mixture of Italian and Scottish. Okay. <laughs> it's so specific. It's like, yeah, I have cool. an entire lore figured out. What? Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this is why I wanted, I really wanted you to be a guest on this show. Because uh, you look at this thing from just like, click on the page. You can make assumptions. But as you like read through, it's very different right eric it's like yeah yeah there's layers to this Grooney project uh so so for number two he's just really far away it's like the same thing but he's just far away in the frame it's like this uh understanding of like the comic medium you know yeah and then he's like really close and then and and kind of like as you go through the comic um you you add characters, you add this like villain character, you add his sidekick dog. These are like cliche yeah. characters in comics, you know, that you're you're playing with the medium a little bit. And then you start adding color and uh and I think what you see as you read through the Instagram feed is like um is really the like the comic process unraveling before your eyes like the the evolution of comics i guess I, I, you can definitely see that it, it wasn't intentional but it was like it was me testing the waters with every strip it was me figuring myself out you know pushing, so yeah pushing myself more and more with every strip and figuring out okay i like this i don't like that i like to do this i don't like to do that and so on and so forth and yeah, it's just really experimental. Right. I would say just, ex what? Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, it's just I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was like, uh, no, no, it, I, I it, had an idea because I, I got to number four, Prucci, where you introduced oh, yeah. the dog. But then there's also the this like- The dog's <laughs> name is Prucci. The, the dog's yeah. name is, and the, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 this, this little shadow guy who appears first in that strip. And interestingly enough, so I originally designed that shadow guy's name is Gribbly. He eventually gets revealed later on. And okay. Gribbly, I originally like designed him to be, um, to have horns, you know, okay. you can see him in that original shadow. But then yeah. I just forgot about the horns. <laughs> <laughs> and recently, recently I've been writing, I've been drawing a strip where Gribbly loses his hat. And I decided I would reintroduce the horns and have it be like, oh, he, he uh, stored them away underneath his hat. Uh, that's why you haven't okay. seen them. Yeah, that's so interesting. How often do you say that's all in real life? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> uh, not that often. I, I, I go through these things where I say one specific phrase a lot, like basically or also and also or something like that. So it's kind of reflective of that with me. Like with me obsessively saying something in conversation, you know, like I forget what the recent one is. There's a recent one that I've been doing a lot and it's probably going to come up multiple times in this interview. <laughs> and I'm not, nobody's going to even notice until after the fact, but yeah, I, I do something similar, you know? Okay. Yeah. I'll listen out for it. 
<laughs> we'll, yeah. find, we'll find out by the end. We'll of this find out by the end. We'll be like, oh, there it is. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Eric, do you have any idea like where you thought this kind of popped off and became like different? Well, my or... big thing is I read these backwards because I read it just <laughs> on the very top from Instagram. So actually, I went, so I started off at what, 101 <laughs> or whatever you were at and went all the way down to one. Let me clarify for a second. Eric is like brand stinking new to Instagram. He's I never used it an, before. I actually don't have an Instagram profile. So yeah. like I've never I, used it. So I didn't know that like you're supposed to go to the very beginning. It's like, oh, you start at the top because yeah. that's where you're supposed to start. Okay. So yeah. you have no idea. Where that's why <laughs> that that's why with Instagram, that's why I like to say if you're gonna read Rudy for the first time, go to my Newgrounds account, read it from there because there's playlists, there's special made playlists of the strip in order so you can read it from start to uh, finish. I see, but, I see. Yeah. So at some point for me, it was like, at some point he goes to the art museum. Um, yeah, the, art, the museum arc, as I've called it. Yeah, so that was like kind of your first, I mean, there's been, there were shorter arcs where he was like, he was blown he was up. Or he fell off a cliff and then he was injured and then he got better. But like the museum art kind of went on and on. <laughs> and yeah, it, it did. I, with the museum art, I was really starting to experiment with what I was doing. Like one, I, I, for one of these strips, I literally sculpted a 3D Grooney in real life. Yeah. And like used a little photo box, overlaid the strip over the photo box and took a picture. And then edited it. Right. I found that was, it. That I remember was that one. That was really, really good. That, right. that, that was a, a huge hassle to do, but so worth it. Because I, I love comics when they do weird stuff like that. And I love to do weird stuff like that with my comics. Yeah. yeah. So funny. And, uh, and you used clay for that one? Oh, yeah, yeah. I still have... The little clay sculpture I made, and I'm holding it right now. Oh wow! Yeah, I used wow. I used clay. I used some like little uh, dabs of whiteout around just to make stuff look a bit more copacetic. And yeah, it, it turned out wonderfully. Andy Buandi, by the way, says that the museum arc is great. <laughs> yeah, he he really likes that arc. So when did did you go to the museum? Did I go to the museum for that? No, just in general. Like oh, before yeah. you started the tons, arc. Tons of, I've gone to art museums tons of times in my life. I've always loved going to museums. And I didn't go for go to it for inspiration, but okay. I, I, I like I drawed upon inspiration from like the past times I went for to museums and also like my ideas for museums, because I'm an archivist. Okay. Not like I'm an amateur archivist and historian when it comes to comics. And I've always loved the idea of opening up my own museum and showing my collection in that kind of way, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's really, yeah. So you get really far out there and you start incorporating different um, art yeah, yeah. styles. Like, yeah. And I also, of course, with these, I reference various different comics. Like uh, there's one strip called Cosmic which in it, you have, of course, first and foremost, you have Stardust in the painting that Grooney is seeing, yeah. who is like one of my favorite Golden Age characters. Then in the background, you see the spaceship of Space Hawk from right. Space Hawk, the, the classic Golden Age strip. And then also in the background, you see several other things, which I'm not going to spoil yet, but th their references, it's foreshadowing for oh. future comics. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> There's Are we going to get ton. a Grooney universe? Do we have a Grooney universe coming in? Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's planned. <laughs> I have fuck, I have the creation myth figured out. I'm writing a graphic novel right now for Stardust in this universe because Stardust is canon. Okay. I, I have plans. I have plans. Oh wow. I, oh. <laughs> I, I'm so tempted. It's just yeah. I've been thinking of this stuff for years and slowly perfecting it you know like i always think of the analogy of like a storyteller as a blacksmith but for words so did you did you draw a lot before you started making this comic 
not that much, honestly. I, I tried drawing. My mom's an artist, and I, okay. I always wanted to become an artist myself. And, she, and it was just became really, it's, it was frustrating for me. It was like, it's hard to explain because I'm, I'm a bit of a polymath, if you know what that is. It's somebody who's talented at multiple things and can tend it tends to pick up on like skills very easily like quickly okay and but for every polymath there's always that one or two things that it's like incredibly frustrating to figure out and yeah. it's like i need i can be good at this i should be good at this but why am i not <laughs> good at this and for me that was it was drawing it was, it was figuring drawing. out how stuff but the re one of the reasons why i created Bruni because it was simple for me to draw. I could instantly draw it, you know, and yeah. it, it was a way for me to get drawing every day. Because back in like I back in the early arcs, I was able to do entire strips in a day, like right. multiple even. And I would like pump them out. And by the time I started releasing Gruni, I had been drawing it for like a month already. So I had a backlog. Uh, okay, that's good. That that yeah. makes it easy to like keep up with the but work there, yeah and there came this point when i like i was drawing gruny and then i sat back and i laid down and i looked at my walls and i have comics <laughs> hung up on my walls and i started seeing these weird things and i started like realizing okay so todd mcfarland drawed that like this at first and i was like i'm starting to learn stuff you know uh, yeah i started to figure out how stuff was drawn you know and i started <laughs> it's drawing every day really does help even if yeah. it's like yeah, very simple. It's practice, right? It's practice yeah. makes perfect. Have you ever practice had a, makes, Have you what? ever gone to your mom for help because you said she was an artist? You're like, hey, mom, I'm oh, not sure how oh, to yeah, do yeah. this. I, I have gone to my mother for help like a few times, but uh, not very many. Like the one time I really think that I did go to my mom for help was drawing Stardust. Okay. Because that was something exceedingly new for me. It was drawing. Uh, actiony I call it like action comic style kind of person right it wasn't like a simple comic strip type dude with a bit of perspective like Bruni is or yeah it was like some, anatomy right like uh it was anatomy and I, yeah. even for that uh I have this I have this hobby that I love to do on occasion called uh customizing where I take action figures take them apart re-put them back together and customize them into other characters okay <laughs> and I, I started work on a Stardust custom, never finished it. And I used a picture of that Stardust custom in a pose for reference for the uh, drawing. Wow. That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. Andy Boo Andy says that his mom helps him too. Thanks, Andy, by the way, Thanks, for Andy, just like way, yeah. jumping in on this. <laughs> Andy, Andy Bird. Yeah. Love that dude. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Birds of Sadness. Uh, he's on our Twitch chat for our podcast listeners. Uh, we we stream, stream live on Twitch as we record. Uh, but yeah, I, I saw that Birds of Sadness followed your, your comic on pretty much all of these uh, as I was reading through. So I was excited to see if Andy would show up tonight. Uh, he told me, he told me repeatedly he would, he would show up. He was anticipating this day. Oh, sweet. Oh, that's He's been like, like yesterday he was asking, you know, when are you doing the podcast? And I told him it's tomorrow. And I said, darn, you know, I thought it was today. <laughs> but he's been excited. Yeah. Yeah. I've been excited too. Cause uh, we did this drawing challenge with Eric. Yeah. Um, and Eric is somebody who thinks he can't draw too, but like, I, no, Eric, I can't what do you think? What do you think? Couldn't you draw something similar to Groovy I comic? think no. I think uh, Hollow's art is better than mine, just in general. Like, so every single like your character actually looks like you have a skill in that you're able to draw the same character like by hand and make him look the same every single time. That's a skill. I mean, if you ever see like somebody who like does their homemade goods and they're able to make decorative cookies like that look the same every single time, that's a skill. It's hard to do. I can't do that. My Batman that I drew for the thing, each Batman looked different. It was like we had Val Kilmer to George Clooney to uh, Bane. 
and never a good batman yeah and i i'm gonna back him up on that like this it might look simple but i think that uh your skills have improved and mm-hmm. and it's really become like a really interesting comic oh yeah I, yeah I'm, I'm currently i'm currently like pushing my skills to the absolute limit because it's like i'm getting i'm getting i'm working on the finale you know Oh. and the grand finale and i have i have it all uh, like kind of scripted out already i have ideas i figured them out and oh my god <laughs> i'm so excited to try and draw what i have planned and failed miserably at it probably multiple times but get it right in the end because oh i'm excited man oh that's great so at some point uh you started animating gruny was that early on or was that later? Uh, it was a bit later. Uh, well, I, I've been animated, I animated a while, a little bit when I was younger, when I was in like uh, normal, when I was in high school and stuff, because I had the 3DS and the 3DS had like a stop motion feature. And I loved making stop motion videos of my friend and doing that. So I had a little bit of experience beforehand. Right. So when I started Grooney, I knew, okay, what animation skills do I already have? I know how to do stop motion. Okay, I'm going to make it a stop motion animated series. Right. So, but then, like, after the first, the pilot was made, and I released <laughs> it, and I was like, okay, I, well, a little, like, during the pilot creation, I was figuring the rest out, you know. I knew Grooney and Prucci had to be, like, puppets, had to be paper puppets with, like, various different expressions and stuff. So I made Grooney and then I made Prucci and then I got to Gribbly and I was like, Gribbly, Gribbly's weird. He's supposed to be otherworldly kind of. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it and I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to make Gribbly like traditionally animated, like hand drawn and make animation cells for him. Oh, interesting. So <laughs> I now have at least one binder full of Gribbly's foot in multiple different stages of coming onto screen. Wow. <laughs> in cell form you know and like while i was doing all this and while i was animating and i started i of course watch cartoons you know i I started to notice you know the techniques that were used in animation and then i realized after doing gribbly for like an episode and a half that hanna barbera was not lazy they were simply smart (laughs) right right (laughs) it it was just it's just it's so intensive to do like hand-drawn animation that it comes down to your own sanity to reuse some of it, you know? Right. Are you on doing Dragon Frame? What are you using for that? Uh, what am I, uh, stop motion wise? Yeah. Uh, just like this uh, random app I found on the app, on the uh, Google store on my phone, you okay. know? <laughs> just a random yeah. stop motion app. That would and then be I, hard, yeah. And so get, so real quick, I, I need to say this. So if, for some reason, the stop motion app, when it outputted a video, there were weird things about the video. So when I tried uploading them to Newgrounds, for some reason, they wouldn't work. Newgrounds' oh. Newground player wouldn't play them. And I thought, oh, this must be just a problem with my computer. So I uploaded three full episodes and they didn't work. And oh. somehow they managed to stay up on Newgrounds until the point in time where I figured out how to make them work on Newgrounds, which is a whole process in and of itself. <laughs> and it just, yeah. Yeah, video gets very difficult to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, oh, so yeah. Uh, so there's one thing maybe our listeners don't know, if they do know you and your work, um, because I watch everything with captions on as a new parent, you know, and very, very little actual sound coming out of my speakers. I have to like caption everything. So the captions were on for your, oh, um, for your videos. You found, you, you found so, a secret. So was this, yeah, was this intentional? There's everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's like very, these journal entries. And yeah, it's like, dear journal, it's been awful, you know, at camp. And like, but hopefully that's about to change. I mean, it's like, oh, yeah. Uh, if you're watching the video, all that plays <laughs> is like this old timey music, you know. Uh, old timey music with <laughs> with Grooney, the little old with the little old dude doing yeah. his thing. But then you turn on the captions and you see the, the what what's happening, you know. You're reading 
And well, I'm gonna say this, uh, Grooney was heavily, and I mean heavily inspired by Little Nemo and Slumberland. Okay. The entire thing is heavily inspired by Little Nemo and Slumberland and the comic strip, uh, the comic strip Gorefield, which is a parody of Garfield, where Garfield is a Lovecraftian creature and haunts John. And <laughs> basically, Grooney's kind of a merging of the two ideas in a way. Okay. Okay. I would even dare to consider it and to refer to it as like kind of an anti-Little Nemo. Interesting. If that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah, Grudy has like a definitive story and uh, the cartoon and the comic strip are both canon to the story. Okay. It's just a matter of figuring out how to put the pieces together. But what, what is the captions? <laughs> The, the captions, I'll, I'll give you this, they are from Grooney. They're from Grooney. Grooney They're wrote from, the captions. Grooney wrote the captions in his little journal. Are, are the captions in each of the, each of the episodes? Are they on all three or was that like something you added? All four episodes, including the pilot, have captions. Interesting. Wow. If, if you go on YouTube, he's got uh, three of them up. So yeah. The listeners, well, go four, on YouTube, find Hollow There's four. Stuff. There's four? I only found three. Okay. There's, there's, there's four. There's, there's a, the pilot? episode zero. Yeah. Oh, episode zero. There's, okay. I saw one, two, and three. That's what must have happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. I, I, I kind of regret labeling it episode zero because it makes it it makes people think that it's optional when yeah. it really isn't to a degree. So I kind of <laughs> regret doing that, but at the same time it it, it feels like a pilot, you know? It uh, it has a bunch of mistakes and I in one way I feel this way in one way I feel that way you know I'm torn <laughs> on episode zero that's so interesting that's really cool wow <laughs> uh, what was uh, Grooney's uh, um, inspiration because like you as you said you said he's got his own uh, like backstory thing. Was like, what was the inspiration like just as a character for him well, as a character with Grooney specifically, he's inspired by characters like John and Little Nemo, of course. Mm -hmm. But he's also inspired by characters like on both a conscious and subconscious level, if that makes sense. So on a conscious level, I, I modeled him kind of after Homer and Carl Fredersen from, uh, whatchamacallit, from Up. You know, I modeled him after those characters. Personality-wise, he's kind of similar to a more playful John Arbuckle. And he has a similar career as well to John Arbuckle, you know. Uh, and he's just in general, he's very also Little Nemo-esque. But then a, a cartoonist. A he's a cartoonist, yes. Okay. You can see his cartooning skills in uh, one of the uh, museum art strips. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> bas basically, I have... Uh, but then on a subconscious level, I feel like he was definitely inspired by characters like Pops from a uh, regular show, uh, Salad Fingers from the web series Salad Fingers. And right. surprisingly enough, I found that he's actually kind of similar in a way <laughs> to Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty. Like he's an anti-Rick. I got Hans Molman, uh, which is that oh, one. Yeah. It was just for the oh, Simpsons yeah, I know. character. Hans Molman, the, the yeah. man gets hit by a football. Yep, the best movie of all time. <laughs> the best movie. It deserves to be in the Criterion Collection, and it's a, it's, it's, it's a travesty that it's not. It is a tragedy. Uh, Keegan, who's looking blank, and all our listeners, we're referring to the Simpsons character who wears giant glasses, and in one of the Simpsons episodes, he is in a movie where all it is is a football kick kicked into his groin, and he falls over in pain. Yeah. <laughs> and also, uh, Grooney with Grooney, there's like definitely a lot more like internet influences to his character as well. Like I already mentioned Salad Fingers. And I feel like in a way, it's kind of also influenced by this infamous webcomic called Tales Gets Trolled, if you're familiar. And Tales Gets Trolled. It's one of those comics that starts out and it's kind of crappy and you don't know what you're reading, but then as you continue on, 
it starts to actually get kind of good and then yeah. by the end by the end of it you get invested fully and you're like <coughs> i'm invested in this thing that on the surface looks one way but in actuality is another you know yeah that's so interesting that's very interesting yeah. all right it's, i love uh another character that kind of influenced Bruni. this is a very loose influence and the only reason i'm saying it's kind of an influence is because another character from the same show heavily influenced Fribley. Okay. okay and this character actually two characters i want to mention and the same relationship applies uh, uh john egbert from homestuck and okay. elliot from elliot goes to school they're the kind of straight man characters to the insane universe with with john having like extraversal powers compared to everybody else and stuff and they're yeah the straight man to the insane universe which kind of brings me to gribbly and gribbly has just as like an interesting influence wheel if that makes sense yeah of characters because you have Gribbly, he's he's definitely influenced by like Pennywise and Kermit the Frog, if that makes sense. He's a, he's a Muppet. Yeah, yeah. Me and my family and my friend group all refer to Gribbly as the evil Muppet. You know, he's uh, <laughs> that's so definitely influenced. He's influenced by like Pennywise, the Joker, right, the obvious yeah. choices. He's influenced by um, definitely by Gamzy. His whole like honking his horn thing. That's like directly lifted from the character Gamzy from uh, <laughs> Homestuck. And Ribley's whole like appearing out of nowhere attitude is in general a thing with a lot of these characters, but it's specifically kind of a reference to uh, uh, the character Elmer J. Sapp from Elliot Goes to School. And okay. his stick of like kind of appearing out of nowhere, being the weird one, cannibalizing people, <laughs> just the, the, I, I call the like the trope the uh, what you call it the trope the archetype of this character the non sequitur, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The weirdo, and then of course of Pruti, it's like uh, very influenced by characters like uh, Odie from you know Garfield. In fact, originally uh, a bit of a bit of uh, behind the scenes Rooney lore. Originally, Pruti was supposed to be a lot more cynical and weird and have like a snaggle tooth. I'd be a lot more Garfield-like, okay. if that makes sense. But I, I decided, you know, I already have Ribley as this antagonistic force. I don't want this character to be the same antagonistic force, just kind of different. So I made him like a goody two-shoes, if that makes <laughs> sense. It does. The faithful steed or man's best friend to Gruny, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And also, Little art artist artist note. Uh, Prucci has four eyes. Seriously, Prucci has four. Prucci has four eyeballs. Where are they? If you um, uh, uh, check one of the strips, I forget the name of it. But during like the after the museum arc, when Bruni is hiding away in his home and he's terrified, and Prucci goes outside, you see him turning around and looking around, and you see him look towards the camera. And you see two eyes on one side of his head and two eyes on the other. He has like, like Pepper Pig. Oh. That kind of thing where he has four <laughs> eyes. This is so detailed, Hollow. Seriously, I, I, this is just so detailed. Thank you. You're going to have I, to like write a companion if you ever release this as a book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I actually, with I want to do, because I have a universe planned, I would love to do like a like a universe dictionary. You know how the Marvel and DC universe yeah. have like a visual guide and they have you know, like little synopsis of all the characters and stuff. I would love to do something like that for my characters. And I already actually like wrote up a little thing for Ribley and his origin and stuff. Oh, cool. cool. And just figuring him out. And <laughs> yeah, it's it's freaking like and uh gribbly's monstrous form and like the spoiler alert gribbly's monster form in like the later uh Gruny strips and like the recent ones when you see uh when like after Gruny it walks out and after like the month long uh whatchamacallit the month long uh uh 
one year anniversary celebration I did for Grooney, you see this one strip and it's the full pager and you see this giant monstrous form of Ribley and there's top and bottom panels. And I was so much fun to like design and figure out. Oh yeah. You mean like your newest ones, 103? Or is that uh, different? <laughs> hold on, let me check. Uh, 103, 103. The, yeah, like it's that, one of the, that's one of the ones that you just posted. Uh, no, 94. 94, okay. 94. And this one I accidentally flubbed up a bit for like the bottom half because Instagram is weird and doesn't allow you to do full like panel, full pages. Yeah, right. And so the bottom one is actually an early, earlier version of the same strip. You notice that the bottom panels don't have an outline. Luckily, the right one was posted to both Instagram and Newground. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, the, the bottom and top panels kind of tell a story separate from the events happening, but like directly tied, if that makes sense. Wait, so are, are these like uh, squares with the, the bang and like the soldier? Are those yeah. intentional? Those are intentional. And those this is actually the first strip where I collaborated with my good friend and kind of like Co like definitely co-creator of the universe that Rooney takes place in. Okay. okay. Yeah, this, this is, uh, so he drew, I like figured paneled everything out and created references for the top and bottom panels, but he drew them and his stuff is gorgeous. I think really captures what I was going for, you know? And that's electric co-tanger. <laughs> yeah. With a K, K for coat. Yeah. He's a tremendous, tremendous artist. I, I, I love his stuff. Wow, cool. So yeah, he contributed, he like collabed with me for that panel or for that strip. Okay. And then for strips uh, 101 to 103. Right. He drew, you know, he drew the, the soldier. The soldier, and, yeah, which comes back in those panels. And I'll, I'll tell you this, and this may spoil it a bit, but uh, the soldier is uh, directly tied to the letters we see in the Grooney episodes. Right. And uh, so when Grooney drew himself uh, at the museum, he like draws that Grooney was here, which is yeah, like a, a little... reference directly to Kilroy, Kilroy. Was, was here. So is Grooney the the character of Kilroy is he like connected to that uh no. which was graffiti oh, well, that soldiers put up in World War II if you well Grooney Grooney's war is after World War II okay but he, he is definitely a key um if you notice in one of the earlier strips during the museum arc like right when it starts getting a bit darker during the museum arc yeah. Uh, something happens. Hold on. I'm trying to get to the uh, Instagram is a bit weird. Also, like to, to to tell you how far I went with like the lore of Bruni, even the <laughs> April Fool's Day strip, uh, strip number zero four zero one. Okay. That that actually ties into the universe. Okay. That's like a like a part. It's interesting. Uh, anyways, but yeah, it's uh. At strip number, sorry, um, Instagram, strip number 70, you see uh, Grooney and he sees a piece and it makes him kind of look shameful. It look, makes him look shameful. And look at the piece he saw. If you can, if you can recognize, the, if, if you recognize the character, if you don't, tell me if you don't recognize the character and I'll explain. I don't, I don't recognize the character. Well, that character is a character by the name of the Super Green Beret, created by the same creative team that created the original Captain Marvel. Okay. And the Super Green Beret was created in the 60s during Vietnam. He was a, a Vietnam fighting uh, super patriot. Basically, they <laughs> took golden age sensibilities about the war and stuff and applied it to Vietnam with the Super Green Beret. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, so the Super Green, yeah. 
he's a glorification of a terrible war, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, Gridley, I kind of, I, I want to say spoiler alert for anybody listening, the strip is kind of like, it's a horror story about trauma and post-traumatic stress. Okay, I see. Does that, does that make it's it does. about Bruni dealing with that and kind of going through the motions and the thing is like let he let it fester in him and that bit, that bit him in the ass now and now he's dealing with it even worse than he would have back in the day and the top and bottom strips in the monstrous gribbly portion yeah um that monstrous gribbly that's his kind of story what he saw what he what happened you know i see okay that makes sense interesting very much <laughs> okay maybe eric wouldn't be able to draw anything like this <laughs> no <laughs> just kidding you, i mean you also like have a borderline encyclopedic knowledge of comics that like oh yeah, yeah. like yeah. that like like, up, like just reading from your comic i wouldn't have gotten that unless you explained it to me that's why I, I agree with keegan that like if you ever do release this as a book you need to have one page to comic then like one page of inspiration like <laughs> from every single thing uh you drew from yeah. it's like repeating itself also, there's a strip I did earlier mm-hmm. in one, one of the strips I did earlier, and it's Gruny and he's listening to music. Mm-hmm. And I actually used uh, a Now, this is only going to come into relevance later on when I've done another series I have planned. So it, it ties yeah. back in. But the song that's playing is a Cab Calloway song. Okay. And uh, uh, whatchamacallit? Forgetting the name, it's uh it's the creepy one it's one of his scary songs uh and it appeared in a betty boop cartoon it's like uh the one where coco the clown turns into like uh what you call it a, a, a ghost and is rotoscoped <laughs> over cab calloway dancing you've got me the reefer man no uh i don't believe it's the reefer man uh... it's something else hold on I'm just gonna look up jitterbug cab, cal- no calloway cab calloway betty uh, betty boop or cartoon that should show up show it uh it's cab calloway saint james infirmary blues saint james infirmary oh yeah i know that song yeah so i i i kind of it hit i love hiding like Easter eggs that enhance the story and experience and themes rather than take away. Because if you do Easter eggs and references too much, it becomes gratuitous and takes away from the story. I like to have it just right so it enhances stuff. So it's the kind of thing that you only notice after like learning about facts and like reading a fact page, as you said, you know. (laughs) So in that comic that has the music in it, uh you just have greebly uh holding holding a pie and then at the end of the comic the pie is on his face gruny's face oh oh. Oh, no that's a different comic (laughs) that's a different one okay that that's that comic is him with the jack in a box and i can't Uh, believe nobody's (laughs) noticed this yet but that comic is a meme that entire comic is a meme. It's, it's what do you lost. mean? <laughs> it's lost, dude. If you know Lost, yes. Are you, it's oh no, lost so meme. I never watched that show. Yeah. I did. Okay. It's it's the Lost meme. No, not Lost as in the show. I mean Lost as in the comic strip from like Control Alt Delete. Oh no, I'm not familiar with that. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it's this whole thing on the internet where this uh, epic gamer web comic from the 2000s called Control Alt Delete. Okay. Uh, try to get serious, and they try to do a serious plot line, and that oh. plot line, <laughs> and it was a, and that plot line like crescendoed at this four-panel comic in the same structure, and it's of uh, <laughs> the character's wife, the main character's wife having a miscarriage. Oh my God! Really? Oh and it's in an epic gamer web comic that's supposed to be comedic. Yeah, no, I, I it's read all really dramatic. I didn't know that that happened. Yeah. Oh, it's all dramatic. And then the, the author kind of acted like an ass after the fact. 
and it's become this long, huge, long-running meme on the internet where people okay. uh, draw a panel layout and put lines in that specific order. And people <laughs> like are always asking, is that lost? So I'm surprised nobody's noticed that lost meme already. Gosh, that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, Andy, yeah. Andy noticed it. <laughs> Andy yeah. says in the, uh, in the Twitch chat. Uh, I, I also, wow. <laughs> also, uh, strip number 29, I, I totally lifted that entire strip from, uh, whatchamacallit, from uh, Little Sammy Sneeze. Little who? Sorry? Little Sammy Sneeze. He's, uh, he was created by Windsor McKay, the same dude who did a Little Nemo in Slumberland. And it was like his work before Little Nemo. And in like one of the strips, Sammy sneezes the panels away. Oh, really? Oh, funny. Yeah, yeah that's exactly it's like one of the what first, happens. It's like one of the first fourth wall breaks in a comic. And that's what happens. But then once the panels are gone in the next strip, there are no panels. So Grooney gets very confused. <laughs> Because there are three of them in one place, and then you see the next uh, strip, which is a point point five, <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's Grooney falling into tentacles or tendrils with little eyes on them. Okay. That 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 piece was really fun to make. It was such a like fun process to figure out and stuff. What what are the black things made well, of? Well, it's, it's Ribley. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's scribbly. I, I meant like in real life. Is that just a oh, oh, yarn? In real or... life. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I used uh, like uh, this inking marker. I forget the name of it, but basically, oh. I, uh, so what I did was, of course, I first put on the pencil layer, then I put on this uh, colored pencil layer. Then at the lowest point, I put on a bunch of charcoal. And okay. Okay. then with the tendrils, I used the special inking marker. And as soon as I put the ink on, I smeared it. I see. Okay. I smeared it with an <laughs> eraser and it gave this really cool effect. And those dots are just like hole punch dots from a really old piece of paper I had <laughs> to give them that yellow texture. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. It, Gosh. Again, it got really creative. And then the next three strips after the three strips where Grooney sneezes away, gets confused and falls into nothing are him having a dream, a nightmare. And it's the thing that we're seeing first, you know, he sneezed right. so hard, he, he knocked himself out. So now he's dreaming. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. Comic is all about time, you know, between panels and, and um, it's, it's yeah, you definitely play with that very, in very interesting ways. Oh yeah. It was, it, incredibly fun to I just, it's I just love having fun with my comics and doing weird stuff <laughs> uh, and like I, weird stuff that nobody's gonna notice like only a small percentage are gonna notice but those small percentage well, really until, appreciate it until they listen to this podcast and then they go and like try and figure out what they're missing <laughs> in, your, in your comic yeah <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I think we could talk to you all night, but uh, I think this has been eye-opening. Maybe you'll come yeah. back when you finish, Grooney, and we oh, can talk. I, more also, about when it. Stardust goes finish as well. Oh, oh yeah, I'm I'm planning. A, I, I have I've already worked on uh, creating a one comic strip that I'm doing next, but that's been put on hold for a while. But I'm planning on returning to it soon, of course. Uh, a tie-in comic, the comic that I did for Zomic Book is a tie-in comic to Grooney. Right, and Zom explain Zomic Book again. It's the anthology comic that uh, 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 Brian put together. Brian Judge, yeah, he was yeah. a he was a guest a few times on our show. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I talked before coming on. Of course, I talked to him about it and stuff. And and Bird, we. we uh, like every so often we have a uh, draw jam nights on a discord server we're a part of oh cool and uh yeah we talk and stuff and they convince me to come on you know <laughs> that's so cool that's so great yeah. we're really yeah. really happy that they did because yeah. this has been, been like a... the best uh deep dive into a comic you know yeah. well i mean it's just it's just interesting to listen to you just because you've got like such a lower knowledge of comics in general so yeah, yeah, I could, yeah, there's a 
ton of Easter eggs in Bruni that nobody's noticed mm -hmm. that, that I love, like, point, uh, that I, I, I really enjoy pointing out the little references and Easter eggs. I'm so sorry to laugh when you say that. I think it's just uh, fantastic that that's the case. And I, I laugh because it's, like, so interesting. Uh, really, it's so interesting to hear you say you. that. Also, yeah. uh, oh, sorry. Sorry, because uh, just at face value, it doesn't look like that, you know. But that, I, that was that was kind of the intention, you know. It was yeah to make it look like one thing, but as you read it along, you realize it's another. It's deceptively simple to get you in a place of like calmness before you get scared by Gribbly's creepy face. Gosh, I really love art that's like that. Re really, like my stuff is a lot like that too. So, like, I really. I find that interesting, and I'm I'm so happy that you talk so much about your comic. I oh, came yeah. on our show. I'm so glad I came on. I, I loved I I loved it. It was very this was very fun. And and please I, come back. Yeah. Oh yeah. One one. My next one of the comics I'm working on that I put on postpone was uh, Idiots Co. And it's a very it's a very different comic that I'm prepping for. <laughs> it's uh, I'm gonna say it. It's a Gary's Mod comic. Okay. It's a comic made using the video game Gary's Mod. And that has its own history and lore and stories and stuff that I would love to talk at Nostium about. Yeah. And yeah we'll get ready. And, and like, uh, next time you come on the show, you have to send us like references of like, yeah. <laughs> so that we can, we know, like, so that we have like some background for. knowledge. Yeah. Uh, send us. Oh, I'll I'll send, send a list the of footnotes, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure I'll set up like a little note on my phone or whatever. I think of something that I may talk about on the next podcast. I'll like <laughs> write a little note of it and make a list, a little oh, listicle of all the stuff I, I reference. Yeah, that's so yeah, good. That'd be great. Well, hello. Thank <laughs> you so much for coming on. Thank you very much. No, no, no problem. My dude, it, it's been my pleasure. Okay. You know, I think that's how it's said. I, I, I don't communicate with other humans much. <laughs> hey, who does these days, you know? <laughs> yeah, who, who does? I, I was used to, I was already freaking doing the pandemic stuff before the pandemic broke out, so I was prepared. <laughs> <laughs> you merely adapt to the darkness. I was born to it. <laughs> you, you merely adapted the socially awkward guy, you know? I, I, I endured it for years. There you go. Yeah. I lived in it. Was Let the world by it. catch up to you. That's yeah. what I say. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing five-dimensional chess while everybody's still playing 4D. <laughs> awesome, Hollow. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. No, no problem. Talk to you soon, my dude. Right. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you to our guest Hollow for the great talk, great interview. Thank you, um, Hollow. Thank you, Hollow. Uh, you really know your stuff. Uh, kind of borderline encyclopedic knowledge on comics, which is really, really cool. Totally. Uh, I do think you should listen to Keegan's advice of next time you release your comics, give like a side, like the one page comics, one page, like just the background, the behind the scenes of everything. Cause like, there's like so many just like Easter eggs that like, I would never have noticed if you hadn't pointed them yeah, out. Yeah, it's a cool process. You, yeah. you should share more. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's like to see like, oh yeah, this is based on this, from this, from here, from here, from here. I'm like, I would not have gone to it's A, I don't know enough about comics and B, I'm not good at seeing Easter eggs when they're like spied on my face. But who knows? Maybe he's like a, a resident professor somewhere. Yeah. You know, he, he he's, his identity is a mystery. So yes. Uh, perhaps this is part of his uh, doctoral thesis um, yeah. on, uh, you know, we never post-traumatic stress like. in Vietnam, Vietnam veterans. And... We never did see what he looked like, so. We, are, we don't know anything about him. Yeah, really. he's an international man of mystery. Exactly. So, like Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah, you know, like I, I think he, it, it could all be going towards some uh, very complex novel for all we. I would not be know? surprised like, if I, like, if I read like eight years from now, like Hollow opens museum on comics. I'm like, man, that, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. So, Eric, uh, where can people find us? They can find us on our Patreon, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, anywhere you can find the podcast. Uh, 
you can find us on Facebook as well. If you always need to reach out to us, find us on our email. Uh, pretty much, if you need to do like everything outside of smoke signals, you'll find a way to contact us. Right. That's, and that's if you're true. in Chicago, maybe smoke signals will work. Depends on where you put the smoke signals. Would they work? Do you know how to read smoke signals? I don't know how to read, period. <laughs> so, like, why, <laughs> why would you even encourage something like that? Because smoke signals are cool. Okay. Uh, I guess so. All right. Well, talk to you later. Bye. Bye.